Welcome to Sober Soapbox with Shanti, where we're going to talk recovery, healing, and transformation, and how that influences and affects daily life. If I think it, I'm going to say it, and we're going to talk openly about it. So we know by now that being an alcoholic has ruined friendships. We know it fractures family relations with siblings and parents, and we know it causes distrust and doubt in marriages, just to name a few. But it's said that there are four reasons a person will change. One, when you hurt enough that you have to. Two, when you see enough that you're inspired to. Three, you've learned enough that you want to. And four, when you receive enough that you are able to. But whatever your reason is, you don't need to rehash the past because, truth be told, and living realistically, we don't live there anymore, and nor should we. But once we choose to be sober, we do, however, need to take accountability for our actions where it is needed. We do need to work out what fuels us and why those dark vices had such a hold on us and what we need to do emotionally and how we are going to get that going forward. We need to work on filling that emotional hole left behind, or we will slip back into the abyss of destruction. It all sounds so very dramatic, but that cunning demon of addiction is always waiting with open arms to take you back, then steal your life and everything you love all over again. So we don't need to live in the past, but we do need to always remember what life was like before and how we never want to go back there. And we must never forget that we admitted to ourselves that we were powerless over alcohol and our lives had become unmanageable. And not that we were powerless, but we still are powerless over alcohol and that our lives will become unmanageable. But where does this leave us socially after we decide to take this life towards recovery? Most alcoholic addicts I've chatted to say they are scared that they aren't going to be fun anymore and lead a miserable existence. They are scared of being lonely, that they will lose their identity. And it's incredible how alike all of us addicts are because I felt this. I was petrified of this. I was so scared. I was also scared of the fear of failure, that I just wouldn't be able to do it, which chatting to people through my podcast is a very close second on this tough road to recovery. What if I can't do this? And then there's facing up to the past. This is a big one because now we have to be accountable for the damage we have caused. An apology without changed behavior is just that. It means nothing. Remember, us alcoholic addicts have been numb to all of this. We are in our own worlds of me, myself, and I. So much so sometimes in the eyes of others that we get labeled toxic and sometimes narcissistic. Toxic I was, mostly to myself, but a narcissist I was not. But I am an alcoholic, and I do battle with unwarranted labels placed on people because the amount of anxiety, tears, and heartache this put on me personally from when I was at my lowest and loneliest time of my life and having to hear this was heartbreaking. But we live in a society where it's almost become a culture where it's so much easier calling people toxic and easier to label them incorrectly than actually looking deeper and seeing the pain and insecurity rather when people act out in negative ways. So yes, 
When we take that step towards recovery, we do become lonely. We cancel our events we've been invited to because the temptation is just too much in the early days, and that's okay. What I can tell you with confidence is don't ever let anyone tell you otherwise, and don't ever worry about what other people think of you in your beginning stages of recovery. You do you, and you do it with confidence. What other people think and say has nothing to do with you. And it's up to you if you want to tell people about the journey you're on. The only person you owe at this stage is yourself. You need to put yourself first no matter how selfish that looks to others. You know that whole make sure nobody else is drilling holes in your boat while you're not looking? It really applies here because you don't need that while you're going through the hardest part of your life and trying to stay clean and sober. Remember in life, as with everything, not everyone is going to support you. They may pretend well that they do, but that's the truth of it. A lot will pretend well, especially in this instance, because it opens up a lot of questions for themselves and their habits, and nobody likes to admit they have a problem. We as addicts know that all too well, but again, this decision is totally up to you. I personally chose not to make my recovery common knowledge um, that I was an alcoholic in the beginning. Today is my nine months and 16 days or my 289 days, whichever you look at it, after my New Year's Eve relapse. And as of only a few months ago, it was still my husband, my sister and two friends that knew about the journey that I've been on. And that's what worked for me up until a few months ago. I have started coming out and recovering loud and proud because I know how much this has done for me. And I know that this is the route that I want to stay on now. I know that this works for me. So living in the present works for me. There's just no stress and no pressure, just my own time and the now. There is absolutely no timeline for these things. You know, when in the beginning, when I eventually decided to open up to those few people, it took me a good 30 days before I said anything to anyone other than my husband. So don't rush yourself. Do what's good for you. The loneliness is real. The fear of missing out in the beginning is also real. And this is because we have known nothing else. We've always been in the midst and the mix of it. The life of the party. I must admit I cringe now at the thought of some things I thought was normal behavior. And the sad part is it is allowed to be normal because everyone in your group is exactly the same. And this drinking culture has been normalized and accepted, as I've said a hundred times. And by choosing this part, suddenly you're on the outside from a lot of people. The reaction when you say you're not drinking is almost like, oh my gosh, what are you going to do now? It's incredible how many people cannot wrap their heads around a life without alcohol, and none more so in the beginning than an alcoholic. It's our number one fear. But the loneliness is also a godsend because you start seeing things for what they are, people for what they are, situations for what they are. You're always going to have and find new people along the way if it's party central. I know because I've been there. People are always around for the party. Want to know who your real friends are? Hard times will show you who your real friends are. Getting sober will show you who your real friends are. 
choosing this path of sobriety and recovery, you're going to lose people. And again, that's okay. I know it doesn't feel like it when you're in the midst of it. And it's not easy, especially when you're down and your whole world is crumbling around you and you feel worthless. But with the loneliness comes clarity as well about what you actually deserve. There's so much to work through emotionally in the first few months and all these massive emotions that come with just newly and freshly being sober. I remember when I was 100 days in sober down the road and you realize then that you can be accountable and that we need to apologize and that you can apologize and have changed behavior. But there also comes a day when you wake up and go, well, I'm human. I made a mistake and I'm not going to pay for it forever. And you need to move on for your own sanity and the person you are trying to build. When I was a drunk, I was always anxious if I had upset anyone and groveling the next day because I couldn't remember my behavior and what I'd done the night before. And now being clear-headed, it's not that I want to upset anyone deliberately. I just know what I want for my life. And we also get to choose who stays in our lives, not just the people that decided they didn't want us anymore. Always know what you bring to the table and always know your worth. We become strong again. I never would have imagined a few months ago when I was broken that I would ever be able to think like this. I now know I would rather have one absolutely solid friend that brings depth, support, and love, and that I can depend on than an entourage of bystanders that are only there for the good times. I've always had a lot of acquaintances, and the sad thing is I've always kept them a little at bay in my life because they didn't fit in with my big party lifestyle. My party friends, who I thought were the best, are nowhere to be seen these days. And the friends that were on the sideline, their support has been phenomenal. People have stepped up from nowhere, and I will never forget that. You will find the most unlikely alliances in the strangest of places. We also know that addiction is a coping mechanism of trying to forget whatever it is we are trying to escape from. We know that we use because it helps us numb ourselves. We love the desired effect of not feeling anything. So the emotion was something I was not prepared for. 28 years of suppressing everything exploded messily. And there were some pretty explosively emotional days at the time in my weeks after becoming sober. But again, we learned to manage this. These types of days for me are few and far between at the moment. But prepare yourself. Those feelings are big, but they do become manageable. You need to just push through and not put too much pressure on yourself here, one day at a time. One of the most important tools so far for me has been noticing that we do need to flip looking at the negative side of things over to positivity and gratitude. We really have to change our mindset, and then this changes our actions. If we get into a habit of this, it becomes an automatic pattern we slip into daily. There will always be bad days, but we need to choose to see the good, no matter how small. And when things are tough and we battle to see the light, this is when we really need to take a step back and need to use the three P's, pause, pray, and proceed. This has saved me in so many situations. Pause, pray, proceed. Human nature finds change uncomfortable for the majority, but change is also as good as a holiday, and I can definitely vouch for that. 
there are some major social hurdles to overcome when it comes to going out. Don't force yourself and don't be afraid to say no. And if you have to go out, make sure you have your own escape plan or your own transport. It is uncomfortable at first and you battle when people around you drink, but that passes as time goes by. I don't bat an eyelid anymore and I'm happy to pass you a glass now for your wine. I make it sound easy and that's because for me, not physically picking up a drink has become just that, easy. In the beginning days, there was this constant head and heart work going on behind the scenes to ensure I embraced this way of thinking constantly. It has become habit now and it doesn't bother me anymore. I just have to add a little quick story in here. So I went out a couple of weeks ago with my friends and we were all sitting at dinner at a lovely restaurant and the waiter came over to the table and we was going around and everybody was saying, oh, I'll have a Chardonnay, I'll have this. Next person was ordering a cocktail and he got to me last and he said to me, and what can I get for you? So I said, I'll have a Noyito, please. So he looked at me and he was like, no, 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 really, what are you going to drink? And I said, a Noyito. And he said to me, oh, I can see you're going to be so much fun later. And he did it in a way where he thought that he was joking. And he said, are you sure that's what you want to drink? And I said, yes, I'll have a Noyito. Anyway, he left the table and everyone else at the table was like, oh my gosh, don't you think like he was a little bit pushy? And I was like, no, it's fine. Anyway, I happened to tell my sister the next day and obviously I put this out on my Instagram as well. And I had so many people coming back to me and just saying to me, I cannot believe he did that. And my sister especially, she actually sent me a voice note and she said to me, you know, it's like, it's kind of unacceptable because... What if you had been someone that was just newly going into your sobriety? And it made me think. And I thought, you know what? She's right. In the beginning stages, if I had gone out and that had happened and everybody was sitting at the table looking at me and the waiter was pushing me a little bit, I might have gone, okay, yeah, just give me the drink because, you know, you're just starting to feel the pressure and that everybody's looking at you and that the guy's actually twisting your arm. And the more I thought about it, the more I thought, I'm just so lucky that I'm confident in my decisions and knowing that I want to be sober. But that might have been very different for me a couple months ago. So I guess to sum up life after making the decision to go clean and sober is that it gets better and you do get out the other side, even when you thought it was absolutely impossible from the beginning days. The beginning is lonely because it's different to what you used to. But once you've passed that and you put yourself into different social settings, a whole new world opens up with new places, hobbies and new friends. FOMO eventually becomes JOMO, joy of missing out for those of you that don't know. You realize people were in your life for a reason or a season and you will have to break away from certain people regardless and that's okay. You get your confidence and self-worth back. You get to choose who stays in your life and better who deserves to be in your life. The chaos becomes peace the sober mornings, the non-existent anxiety anymore. Once you take a step back and that addiction fog starts disappearing, so much opens up. You need that original loneliness for self-reflection to see all this and if you can make it through, the human connection and self-love on the other side is the prize here. And nothing beats that in my books. 
all of this is worth so much more than any drunken party or hangover the world can offer. I don't need to convince myself of these things anymore or live in my past or my mistakes. But I do always need to remind myself because I don't want to go back and lose myself again. And I don't want to go back to the life I had before. I know where I've been and I know where I'm headed. Sobriety may be temporarily uncomfortable, but it changes everything for the better. Remember, you are very hard to control when you're healthy. You're very hard to manipulate when you're clear and you're very hard to influence when you're sovereign. So I leave you with these three things today. One, next time you have the urge to label people toxic, try rather understand that their words and actions come from a painful place. You can let go of them if needed, but do it with kindness. Two, don't be afraid of losing the wrong people. The right people will stay. When you allow the wrong people into your house, things can go missing. Love, hope, peace, joy and faith. Yes, people do steal these things. Removing yourself from everything in the early days can be a lifesaver. Three, socially, things are hard in so many ways when we choose to walk a different path. But if you stay the course, you will see the incredible benefits for yourself. And once you do this for you, it will flow into all the other parts of your life with abundance. Don't be afraid to be alone to work through loving yourself again. As always, feel free to share your stories or send your questions and thoughts through via email where I'll be happy to chat about them or answer any questions. You can connect with me on Instagram at Sober Soapbox and you can use my link tree to subscribe, connect or email or you can email me directly on Sober Soapbox at Yahoo. Views expressed in this podcast do not constitute advice or services. The thoughts and opinions are mine solely and should not be substituted as professional or medical advice.